Welcome to the Dynasty Think Tank. I am Chad Parsons. He is Jordan McNamara. We share our research, experience, and acumen to build dynasty winners and unlock ceiling outcomes. Now is the time to seek elite results. Big three thoughts for the week, and we got spoon-fed this over the last 24 hours. We got two of the notable veteran running backs landing, of course, obligatory. We are going to discuss it here and all of the offshoots. First of all, let's start Dalvin Cook heading uh, all that money created with Aaron Rodgers. He's so nice. Well, he brings in his guys. So he's part GM, he's part head coach. And uh, now he's part uh, running back connoisseur brings in Mr. Dalvin cook. Uh, he was out there for a while, got some good money. Uh, when you look at the relative scheme of the marketplace, but this does call in question Brees Hall within 24 hours. He goes, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to start practicing. <laughs> uh, Dalvin cook's going to be in the building as well. So what was your first reaction? And then, you know, digesting it more, we can go into second and a third level reactions. My first reaction was we've said all along this entire offseason that there was uh why is the why is the treatment in the dynasty marketplace between the injury of Brees Hall and the injury of Javante Williams as different as it is? And I find it very interesting that Denver has really done nothing outside of bringing in Samaj P. Ryan and Javante Williams is going to play in a game the same week that Brees Hall is going to come off pup. And the Jets bring in Delvin Cook. I think Brees Hall is the better player, okay? Uh, but with all the things that we do in terms of profiles, in terms of density and base rates, we've had this conversation about how, in actuality, if they had played out last year, you would put Javante Williams probably up equal with or if not higher than Brees Hall just based on a density track, right? The density of him having two hits versus Hall having one. They're both on track to do those things. Um the the multiple hit guy, which Javante Williams would have been, would have been had a higher density. So you start looking at those things, and and I have always wondered why that treatment was so different. Um, this only sort of comes back to say, like, there's way too, way, way, way too much certainty on Brees Hall vis-a-vis -vis, uh, when you look at him against Javante Williams. That was my initial reaction. Um, I think it takes some of the ceiling off Brees Hall. I think Delvin Cook's a declining player. Um, I don't think he's declining to the level of like a Zeke Elliott is, right? I still think he's got a little bit more tread there. Um, but if you look at a lot of the sort of ancillary stats on, on Cook, they've been down this past year. Uh, and I, you know, he doesn't necessarily scare me from a talent perspective, but he scares me because I think he's going to uh, have a decent workload, right? I'm sure that was discussed and promised to him. And, you know, I, I wonder what a ceiling case looks like for Brees Hall this year. Yeah, two things I thought of. Number one, which is the whole idea of like veteran running back. Oh, you know, pass catcher and pass protector connoisseur and all this. Dalvin Cook has been pretty egregious the last two years in yards per route run compared to what he was at his peak powers. He's a couple of years removed from what you would consider like at his prime, you know, at his at his best. And so I find that interesting because Brees Hall was like two yards per route run last year, like outstanding, you know, especially and you mentioned, you know, something I get force fed a little early, see if they can hang. Brees Hall definitely can hang as a receiver. And then the other part is Jets are one of the best one through four running back groups in the NFL when you talk about depth. And I was like, so you bring in a number, uh, a fifth guy. So interestingly enough, it seems like a couple beat riders for the Jets think it's Zonovan Knight that could be the guy odd man out. And I think it, based on what I've seen, it should be Michael Carter. Cause I think, you know, where are you going with Michael Carter? What's the end game there? Other than the fact that you're still on a rookie contract, but frankly, you are with every single guy. It seems like a would be the safest 
just in terms of they just drafted him. Like the fact that like he would get scooped up. And frankly, any of these three guys, there's a couple of depth charts out there that they could be number twos. So I think it's really interesting in Dynasty. You may want a reaction and be like, ah, man, you know, I need to drop Zonovan Knight or Michael Carter or, or Bandicander or whatever. You got to hold firm because I think there's some churn going to happen here. One of the, whoever gets cut, they will find work. They will be somewhere else. But I can't imagine them keeping five running backs when it's a, a second round, second year player in Brees Hall and then they just paid Dalvin Cook. Why are you keeping five backs if you have that investment at the top of the depth chart? So I found that part very perplexing. We're always talking about sort of the injury away landscape. And I just think they got five guys that are good enough to be top threes in a lot of depth charts. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the fallout from it. Right. I do think you're you're you have a lot of bodies and like there's not a ton of those roster spots just kicking around for five running backs. It's, there's gonna be an odd man left out. Yeah. And and do you think like in the macro level, 22 year old Brees Hall, he was gonna have an injury um affected or asterisk. Let's see how he goes into this year, how it goes for him. Do you think in the macro this actually affects Brees Hall? Like, do you think he could fall in the first two, three, four weeks if if Dalvin Cook is more of the starter or the one A and Brees Hall is suddenly like running back 10 in Dynasty? Like, do you think you could get a pretty big discount or do you think it's going to be slight stuff and everyone's going to hold pretty firm? Well, I just, I look at the difference between these two guys in terms of Hall and Williams. I mean, there's a lot of guys in between there that that are going to be fallers, right? Like, I don't know how how... And I don't realistically know how, you know, if Hall's running back 40 through a month, yeah. I don't even know how far he can fall, right? I mean, you start, is he going to fall behind Barkley, Nick Chubb, Eckler, Pollard, you know, ETN, right? Kenneth right. Walker, Jacobs, like you have a hard time seeing him falling that Seems much. insulated, right? Right. What, what I think the opposite is true. Like, and this is why I think you always got to be, when you're, investing in a player think about the bet you're making right the bet on Javante Williams is like if he's ready to go like there's a lot of room for him to go up right I don't think there's a ton of room for you know I do think there's some room for Hall to go down right you could see him I don't know like bet like you'd have to squint to see him like, like running back eight but I the the question that I have is we're sitting here next year right what has happened what's the what's the narrative about him Right. In terms of like, what's the vibes coming off of Brees Hall? If he spent the entire season sort of, you know, working his way back from an injury, you know, maybe it's a, you know, he finishes his like running back, you know, I don't know, 16, something like that. Cause he's in a, he's in a 55, 45 split with Dalvin cook, right? Like what, what are we feeling? And I don't think it's great, you know? And I, I don't know. I just, it's an, I think the vibes have just been too certain. And that's been one thing I think that has just constantly stuck in my mind all off season. Yeah. I think that also high variance. I mean, what if Dalvin cook or Brees hall is actually out, then what does the other one do? Like at some point during the season, there's a lot, you know, to chew on for this offense that's projected to be better. I mean, they were basically sans quarterback and they were still with their defense competitive and this is a team with some talent. They brought in extra ancillary guys at the pass catcher spots. Corey Davis still being there. I think a lot of people pretend like that's nothing. Like that's a tangible. Even if Garrett Wilson is the guy, I still think that that means something here. Um, but I just imagine, you know, we, everyone always hand rings and it's like, oh, it's going to be a committee. Who's to say Brees Hall is ready? I mean, Dalvin Cook might be clarified at the beginning and Brees Hall might be clarified towards the end. Like there's a wide range of this season could have, 
two or three different, you know, this, there could be a fall, a summer, a winter <laughs> going on when, uh, when the season goes in terms of, it's all about clarity and how many starts, you know? So I think it like you, you always tell me, it's like, you know, that seasonal finish, you know, Brees Hall finishes at running back 16 in points per game. It's like, well, he might've been running back 40 in September. And then he might've been running back four in November. Like, like there's a wide range of what can happen here. Let's move over to Ezekiel Elliott. Going to the Patriots, Bill Belichick loves him some Ezekiel Elliott. Ramondre Stevenson, you want to talk about range of outcomes, what Zeke could do or not do to impinge or maybe not be much of a factor for what Stevenson's going to do. But uh, I think it speaks more. I'll go to the ancillary running back thing. I mean, this gets me off of Kevin Harris. You know, it makes me delete, delete, delete those bids that I had on some turn spots uh, just to find something that I thought had promise 48 hours ago. Uh, those are going up in smoke. Pierre Strong, hard hard to keep him in many formats. This is a de- declared number one and number two situation now. Yeah, I, I thought it's funny because you got Zeke's last snap with uh, Dallas was playing center. So my joke was that, you know, Bel- Belichick has always valued positional flexibility. So this is no surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, Five tool player. I think I'll be interested to see kind of how this, uh, how the, the sort of projections on Stevenson go, right. I'll just say like, I just looked up football guys while we were talking. Uh, they have him at 1027 in terms of his rushing prop, his rushing prop to start uh, the week was at 1000.5, right. So just over a thousand, you know, so over under was a thousand basically um, it fell to 850 uh, by the time, you know, in the day after uh, the Zeke news, Um I'm not sure the projection market has fallen there. Right? So I'd be interested to see what that spread looks like. Um, you know, that, that it, that 15% is a big fall. Yeah. I, I, the thing I would kind of push back his touchdown prop fell by one as well. The thing I might push back on and say is like, all right, he's a, but he's a 50 reception guy, you know, and that's probably the place where he was going to make the biggest difference anyways. Right. So um, I would rather have them bring in probably Zeke as opposed to bringing in, uh, a pass catching version, right? Some, some, pa- you know, a James White type. If James right? White were James, there, right? Yeah, that that actually scares me more vis-a-vis Ramondre Stevenson than than Zeke does from uh, just how well, Fournette, right? Fournette would be yeah. more of a threat in terms of that veteran pass yeah. catcher. Brady trusted him, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, I think Stevenson's still interesting, but again, like this goes back to kind of what we just talked about. Like, there's a lot of sort of questions in that range. Um, and I think, I think it's an interesting sort of value value point, but again, if one of those guys goes down, the other one's pretty interesting would be my thought to make a macro point, um, that if we get more of a depressed veteran market where you get 27, 28, 29 years old, you could just be floating out there. Like we saw notables this off season Fournette still out there, uh, Kareem hunt still out there. What that's going to do though, is create uncertainty of how safe do you think your starter that you currently have is whether that's in May, June, July, we got to mid August. We still have a couple. I mean, are you safe? Look around. I mean, how will you feel? Assess your own personal reaction to this. Leonard Fournette signs with the team that you have the starter right now. How do you feel? Because that just goes to show you playing the market, playing the volume game. And I mean, if you're second one Barkley, you feel pretty good, right? McCaffrey, his job is safe. Like, but there, there's certain guys where they're in the middle, the meaty middle that you can't feel great. So just keep that in mind when you're holding guys in the future that you're not out of the woods. And I think more off seasons are going to be like this than not like this going forward at the running back market, that guys will find work, but it's going to be later. You know, I think the Zeke Elliott signing 
partly had to do with they kicked the tires on these other guys. You know, they got JJ Taylor. They've had him for a while. Pierre Strong uh, and 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 Harris entering year two, and they they kind of aren't happy with that. It may not speak to Stevenson, or it may. The problem is now, like you got thrown a wrench, and that you probably value guys too highly if you don't consider this a part of the arc of possibilities. So just be open to that. And that's why, I mean, it's so weird. I saw people fading in some of these keeper leagues where you, you know, you keep a few players, but you redraft the rest. I mean, Fournette was out there so late. Well, I don't know why. Yeah, he's unemployed. I get it. But he's not going to sign somewhere where he's not going to be the running back too. He's just mm-hmm. not. He's not going to be Adrian Peterson in New Orleans just standing there glaring at the coach. He's going to go somewhere. You mentioned Dalvin Cook wanted allegiance that he's going to play. He wanted money and he wanted to get to play. And Zeke was probably the same way. He's probably not going to go there and be a 60 touch player. Like he's, you know, he's not going to be a role player. He's going to have part of this committee. So you have to be open to that. Same thing with probably, Cream Hunt might be a little different than these other three, but he's probably not far off. So you got to be really careful uh, about assessing a guys without jobs because they will get jobs. I mean, Devonta Freeman waited till week six. He got a job that one year and we started him a few times if he needed him. But yeah, I think did. these veterans, I mean, we talk about proven profiles. These are guys that they just might have unreasonable expectations on what they think they're worth, but they are worthy of being starters in the NFL still. So keep, just keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, we had a bunch of possibilities for our third big three topic this week, but we centered on Trey Lance, universal opinion. Let's talk Trey Lance. So I'm putting a quarter in. Trey Lance is fascinating in a myriad of ways. He's almost the quarterback discussion of some of these running back thoughts that we have. So he plays, you got Sam Darnold signing there, Brock Purdy, no restrictions. And he's being protected like the starter. Cause guess what? He has the starter, but this shoe is going to drop. If Darnold beats him out for number two, it seems like the way it's trending. Right. And you know, it's probably not fair. This whole, this whole, this, the way his career has played out is probably sub out, you know, is, is hasn't been ideal for him. Right. It hasn't Imagine really if he goes 32 up. overall, like Lamar Jackson, right? Like, how does things change? They don't yeah. trade up for him. Yeah. And perception would change, right? I mean, if he was like Will Levis, you know what I mean? Like, you're just, you would think about his career much differently. Um, yeah. So you feel a little bit of empathy for him from that perspective, um, uh, you know. But at the same time, from a dynasty perspective, right, that bet was always too rich. Right? It was too rich from when he came in. Um, yeah. And I saw someone analogizing it just this week to Anthony Richardson. I, I think that's different um, because uh, Richardson, like some of the stuff that, that it uh, doesn't concern me about Richardson is his pocket passing, right? Some of the accuracy stuff is obviously a concern, uh, but so a lot of the stuff that he does as a quote passer isn't, isn't super concerning. He's got good pressure to sack, right? That sort of stuff. So I don't think they're the best comps, but I do think it's, and he's not going to sit a year, right? So you're going to get an early kind of reveal on that. Um, I do wonder though, like if you start looking like this is going to be one of the fewest starts that a first round top 10 quarterback has ever made. Um, and I start wondering like, okay, like what's the second act look like for him? Is it Gino? Is it something more immediate? Right. But how do you get to, you know, once you lose this job, how do you get to a week once one start or someplace job. else? I love how you're saying it. Like it just happened last week. Like, well, it didn't, but like if, once you lose this opportunity with San Francisco, right. how but do if you Brock get Purdy wasn't healthy, you know, like if he was behind behind in his trajectory, then he would be playing for the lead job. 
it would be one-on-one with Darnold for the lead job, not the number two job. Right. Yeah. This is wild. I, Jordan, I want to take you back. I want to, I want to put you on the put on my knee and grandpa tells you a little story. There was a startup draft and I did not recognize this when it happened. I probably made some sidebar comment on some show, but traded up to one Oh three last off season and drafted Patrick Mahomes. You want to guess what one Oh four was Stop. Trey Lance. I'm, no, I'm serious. 104 was Trey Lance. It was the hell of Lamar Jackson, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, even Kyler Murray, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence. Do you want me to keep going? Those are the picks in order after Trey Lance. Any of them. Any. You could argue that Kyler Murray is a, is the biggest train wreck pick there. And it's still, you'd rather, you'd so much otherworldly rather be in that position right now mm-hmm. i mean that and that wasn't a trade-up that was just staying at four i'm taking my guy don't have a pick till the late second i can't miss out on trade lands and yeah that's an outlier pick i understand but these are the ramifications of young quarterback and annoying them too soon mm-hmm. so you can say oh i'm early i drafted i'm a genius i drafted uh, anthony richardson at 110 okay you better be right it turns right. out fine if you're dead right any outcome other than dead right, and you're just hemorrhaging profile. You just are. Like you, we can make fun of, like what two years ago. I'm just spit spitballing here. But let's say you made a very boring pick, and this is going to be a perfect name to mention. Let's say you drafted what was it? Maybe second round. What was his peak? Kirk Cousins, say round two. Yeah. I don't know. But let's say yeah. you drafted that a few years ago. Never exciting, right? Never once is that blowing up your skirt in Dynasty, blowing up the market. But you know what? Steady Eddie, you didn't whiff. You did not whiff. It's and you actually have a quarterback that yeah, entire time. Yeah. Exactly. But but it's like it was never exciting. It still right. is not exciting. Right. Everyone, oh, the fall off's coming. It's horrible. Like, whatever. Like you avoided this though, because you drafted someone that has been there, done that, it can do it. Mm-hmm. And man, I see Trey Lance. I watched that. I, I watched super close. The guy can't play. He it's cannot scary. play in the offense that literally can make ham sandwiches out of like roadkill can't do it he can't operate he doesn't see it there i i swear jordan like you you say you can't there's certain things to do and not do in the preseason but i'll tell you this with quarterbacks you can eliminate people you can eliminate people right away he doesn't know what he's doing and frankly, if I had played as much as he has in the last how many years? You we have like a rolling either, right? Well, you it's like know. is it five years? When's the last time he played? It was that that one year at North Dakota State. Yeah. Like, that, but it's been a long time. Is the point? Yes. I mean, it's mind blowing. Jordan Love, who he's played, what is it 80, 80, 80 throws, sixty throws? It's something. It's under a hundred. But the point is, Jordan Love looks light years ahead. You can't say it's a it's a playing time thing. They both practiced. They both like anyway. So like it's amazing. Some of these young quarterbacks, they just can't. They can't do it. They're just lost. Kellen Mond will never get it. Never. Mm-hmm. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. They filter you out. They chew you up and spit you out. It's okay. It's the hardest job in sports. It's okay. Yeah. But just Trey Lance, it's not gonna happen. Like let me ask you this though: Is there a certain like he's falling? He has farther to fall. At a he certain does. point, do you have to be in? He does. Are we gonna, are we going to reverse this, Jordan? 
If he gets to QB 40, are we in on this? Yeah, I mean, we're in on we're in on cost, right? <laughs> yeah, we bashed it for five minutes. Are we in? Yeah. Some of my sure. favorite. We're in on Darnold. We're in Darnold right now, right? Though, by the way, is is yeah. uh, is is my Trey Lance Twitter stuff? Like, <laughs> I, I I tweeted back in February of 2022. It has become an accepted <laughs> truth in Dynasty that Trey Lance is going to be an elite quarterback. Right? Yeah. How far have we come? Yeah. Um, yeah, there were tweet responses. He only needs to be an average quarterback to be an elite fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's a huge shoot for the moon. Worst case defense. scenario is he's Jalen Hurts with better weapons. Hey, oh, can you imagine that? Like, I yeah, I, I just it's a it's Jalen Hurts very consistently careful. played in college. Like, if you look at him on paper from college, he was he was good. Now people yeah. were like, oh, slow processor, eh, the accuracy. Eh. Well, if you just look at paper. Like he checked everything. He was good. Ready to go. He went in the second round. And like you said, expectations, right? He goes behind Carson Wentz. He gets fostered. No expectations of trading two draft classes for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe three. I don't know what I mean, it was. Jordan Love, like all the flack that that pick took, right? They yeah. sat on him, developed him. And we'll see. Maybe he busts, right? There's a high chance that all these guys bust. It was before my time, but Aaron Rodgers probably got the same flack that pick. Maybe yeah. more. Yeah. But, but, that's the right way to do it. Right? Oh, Instead, and this is a dynasty lesson. Instead of going up to to you know three to take a quarterback, like let them slide, right? Especially yeah. wide receiver, right? That market isn't as much at there. Jared Goff anymore. is not super sexy, right? right. You know, I right. mean instead of paying, like for example, in general, oh, let me pay 103 for for CJ Stroud. How about you just wait? Is he really gonna be egregiously more expensive than 103? Houston looks like an S show. How do you think this is gonna go? The non-mobile guy where we question it, he was running for his life and not well. How do you think this is going to go? Dave, here, here's the funny thing. CJ Stroud, franchise changer. You know who looked better? Davis Mills. Keep crapping on Davis Mills. He ran the offense. He looked functional. It looks like he has real NFL reps and looked like he knew what he was doing. Still not going to be great. We saw what Davis Mills is, but it's a huge step up from where CJ Stroud is right now. Brutal. Brutal stuff. Nico Collins breakout season. <laughs> he needs a quarterback to do that. <laughs> like that's a that's a mandate. <laughs> like someone has to throw him the ball. This could be rough. Yeah, very rough. Oh man. So, but there's a point he will fall that Trey Lance could be in in your sights. He was a he was drafted in the in the top twelve. Yeah, six who months ago. Six well, months who, ago, yeah. Chad. Six <laughs> months ago, and that was after Brady won the job last year. Six months That's ago, the people fascinating part. High. We had unprecedented production for Mister Irrelevant, and we're like, "I'm sticking with that guy." <laughs> I can't, you know, Jordan. If you'd put if you put me in the rewind machine, and I say rewind machine that for so long ago, and told me at some point you're going to be really digging Sam Darnold, you would have floored me. Geno Smith, this is all your fault. I never would have thought this, Jordan. Without Geno Smith, he's ruining things. Yep. Man. Mm-hmm. All right. And you know who got Purdy? him for a buck in, a, in an auction? We did. We got a... Oh, for who? Oh, Darnold. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we got him for... I think we got him for a buck, didn't we? Or two, something like that. But yeah. Yep. Who would have thought slightly we would better be than our, It feels slightly better than our Zach Evans for seven. <laughs> when you see the second share go undrafted. <laughs> My bad. Better days, better days. <laughs> we could have used that six dollars. <laughs> oh no, bidding war on the first share. We did say that fifty times. We're like Whoops. first share, first share. It doesn't really matter. Let it go. We couldn't let it go. Whoops. Anyway, that's on for a future show. 
All right. Uh, two, did I get enough? Uh, I wanted to pick, uh, actually, two, did I get enough? Because we got a stud wide receiver, stud tight end. We got Superflex, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs. You're shipping out a lot of uh, contending firepower there. Four, Damian Pierce, Chris Olave, David Njoku, a second and a fourth. Is this, do we know if it's premium? It's just super flex. Just super flex, I think. Yeah, I mean, you could make an argument that Olave belongs on par with Diggs, right? And then you're kind of looking at the other side of that and saying, all right, is Joku, Damian Pierce, a second and a fourth enough for Kelsey? You can't do this as a contender at all, right? I mean, we say this all the time, right? You're just like giving up stuff. Like, you can't stomach those losses. Yeah, I mean, I could see a world where Olave outscores Diggs. I yeah. could, you could pitch me on that, but man, the difference in Kelsey to Joku is pretty big. Yeah, right? and Damian it's... Pierce, he's not insulated. Right. I just did a diatribe on how Houston stinks. Yep. You get a second, doesn't move the needle. Again, I know this is a high variance because if Kelsey gets hurt this year and then he retires or something, then all bets are off, and you're like, oh, well, Olave is the easy answer. Well, we're sitting here in August, and you're going to contend, and Kelsey can pummel people. Like he could beat Najoku by 10 points per game. Like, this yeah, is, it's scary. It's laughable stuff. It's scary. That's I, more than a win, right? I mean, he, yeah, he's, and I that's, just, that's the problem well, with that well, on the back do, end. Well, You're let's do this. That up. It's po- like if Michael Thomas is healthy, I know I just jinxed the world, but it's possible that you're getting no difference makers on the other side and you gave up two. Mm-hmm. That's a tough scorecard. That's really tough. To me, it's getting cutesy. To me, like if you have Kelsey, you're in for a dime, you're in for a dollar. Go Jason Witten on this guy. And if he retires off your roster, so be it. Because like, look at Tony Gonzalez. Look at Witten. These were all timers. Kelsey's right there. Mm-hmm. Who's to say he doesn't play another three more years? It's like, you know, when people faded Drew Brees and Superflex or Brady, like years before they were out of the league. Shame. Shame. I know you're getting Olave, but I, I just, I, can't, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do it. Kelsey and uh, Joku are a hundred points different in uh, in underdog ADP. 100, <laughs> 100 wow. uh, spots in ADP difference. Like that's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. Wow. All right. Uh, let's do one here for Dalvin Cook. I just want to get a data point here. Dalvin Cook for a couple seconds in Superflex. Easy seconds. Take the seconds, right? So you're looking yeah. for injury way backs, right? Take the fluidity of that. Um, you can that's pay seconds catch. to get other guys, right? I mean, yeah. you can trade a second for James Conner probably. And if you can't now, look in October. Right, right. Don't don't value September so highly. That would be no. another thing, right? I mean, <clears throat> two seconds, not one, it's two. What happens All if right. Brees Hall got hurt? How much more expensive than this would Dalvin Cook be? Yeah. You think you can squeeze it first? I mean, I it's going to be hard. Yeah, I think yeah, it's going to be hard. hard. I mean, when maybe real late in the playing. season if you're not contending and someone is contending and he's playing really well. Late but first, yeah. I mean, Bill, would you rather have two random seconds or hope for that as a you know a late <laughs> yeah, exactly. first and uh, you know there's a lot of the things odds that, need to go that right. whole yeah the, all that right. like this happens and this and this Correct. and they're like yay now I got a first no you just bank the two seconds and yeah might be able to trade it up into the first anyway when you get all the way there for ones early yep all right uh, one quick uh, life lesson from life and dynasty here and I had to remind myself remember it's a game I went out golfing talked about it on the uh, after hour show with Jordan a little bit that. You know, whether it's new activities, uh, you know, we talk about stressing our body, you're going to be sore, you're old man, you know, you do something new and it's, it's going to hurt. Like my back and hamstring hurt, like, like sore, not hurt, but uh, the, the next day um, because it's new stuff. 
And I'll say this, like, no matter what you're doing, whether it's, you know, darts or, uh, you know, you're playing kickball, adult kickball league, whatever it is, like, just remember it's a game. You can be fun. You can be competitive. I'm pretty competitive, but just remember it's a game like golf. I, I get why people throw, throw, uh, throw clubs and get frustrated and all this stuff, but it's also like just a game. You're having fun. Enjoy the weather, enjoy the friends, enjoy the company because, you know, whether you play well or not, I mean, shoot. I, I mean, you're doing something that a lot of people would love to be doing at that moment and can't for a myriad of reasons. So whatever is recreational to you, make sure you always have that prism of recreational and dynasty applies too. don't get frustrated because you got sniped. Don't get uh, pissy because some waiver claim, uh, you know, you got beat out or you lost some matchup to your, your nemesis or whatever. It's a game. It's enhancing the recreation in our lives. Love it. And now's, now's the best time of year for it, right? This is, this is going to be it. Yep. So um, exciting. And um, we're, we're, you know, we're all the, the season's almost here and then it's going to be good. Yep. Gonna yeah. be good. Uh, also, you mentioned it last week, premium side of dynasty think tank this week over at patreon.com slash dynasty think tank. I already mentioned about after hours. We talked about uh, a variety of topics catching up, but what is this Q and a live show? You're listening too late right now. But what is going on for the folks over there uh, on the premium side of Dynasty Think Tank? Yeah, we're going to do a Q&A. You'll get the audio as a patron. Uh, and next time, you know, if we get a good turnout, people like it, we'll do it more often. Uh, we'll get uh, we'll get you in there, get more questions. Um, got some really good questions, actually, in the comments to our post. Excited about them. Nice. And, uh, and yeah, so go over there. Uh, all the podcasts you could need, right? more of us uh, talking after hours, deeper dive, right? All that stuff. We got plans for in season as well. This is going to be, it's going to be an awesome year. This is, this is a time to get in. If you've waited, if you thought about it, right. You can go through and all the content we've done too, by the way, right. All those running back roundup shows, all that stuff, right. There's hours and hours and hours of content. You get caught up here on the last couple of weeks, get really firing and ready to go for the regular season. I'm pumped up. I'm jacked. I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. And I I can't reiterate for people, the hands-on help that you're going to get in the specific dynasty content in season. Cause guess what? That's when people want it. You know, in June, it's nice. The diehards are there, but when you have live fire about lineups, about roster construction and and about decisions to be made, uh, waiver concepts, all this stuff, it's, it's the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the season that you're going to want. So you kind of get the backstory for us. We, we do proof of concept, you know, basically I always kind of kind of building your resume in the off season. And then when people need you, that's when they're reaching out. That's when they need the response. It's in season. It's the big trade. It's week four. Should I do this? And it carries weight. You know, the fact that you've proved yourself um, as a resource to them and, and through results and through your advice and content, that's when it comes home. It's when they ask you and it's a big thing and it's October and you know, they're, they're pushing their chips in or pulling them away. That's when uh, it really pays big time. So that's patreon.com slash dynasty think tank. Thanks for listening this week to Dynasty Think Tank. You can follow us on Twitter at Chad Parsons NFL and at McNamara Dynasty. Plus, we have our own Dynasty content streams at analyticsofdynasty.com and uthdynasty.com. As always, unlock your ceiling and seek elite results. 